Hi, this is Bill. And this is Anastas. And we are the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Uh, quick reminder, we say bad things, and sometimes we make people feel weird about the way we, we say bad things, but hey, that's what we're here for. Yeah, we will let them ring loud and true and clear. Your daily dose of expletives, that really don't make sense. But I say a lot of things that don't make sense. Charged with liberty, though. Bad words charged with, with a cl- freedom. A and- clarion call to... F- Expletive freedom. Yeah, yeah. Such First as, Amendment rights, man. Such as the Liberty Bell did not give. Yeah, it's... Um, Bill has some thoughts on Liberty Bell and, and how pure it is. I don't it's, like it. It's impure in his mind. But you know what? You're impure because it's, it's, it's our symbol. Yeah. It's my symbol. Yeah. In my veins. Hmm. Philadelphia American veins. I think you mean cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Artery clogging things. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, I, as, for those of you not in the room, just look down at the recording, gave it a nod as if <laughs> no, no, I was checking just to make sure because I, I had a stumble of words there. I, I want to make sure if I could edit that out, but I think now I'm going to keep it all I in. Have just to keep Bill, it. Bill, uh, Bill, I outed I, you. Bill outed my, uh, my tendencies to check if things are editable. Um, well, if you didn't guess from our subject alluding I don't know. Our, our, our dancing our, around our dancing around the topic, and if you really don't like reading Beating around the bush, well, I was gonna say if you really don't like reading the titles of the podcast we listen to, we are discussing the Liberty Bell, a symbol of American freedom, a true Pennsylvania icon, and our uh, our Philadelphia uh, life. What's what's up? We love Bill. I just got like an image of someone. This is wild to me. Just like picking a podcast, not looking at the <laughs> subject, just being like. Oh, the Liberty Bell, you say? Click. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> what surprise will I have today? Oh, 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 oh. The Liberty Bell. Uh, yeah. Um, that's what that's what I, I imagine our listeners sound like. No offense, listeners. I love you all. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't think I want to insult our listeners, Bill. <laughs> that wasn't really an insult. That was... Well, I guess it was. It's how we view you. It's how I view... The mom for Mad TV listening to the podcast. Have you have you like, been... Stuart? You gotta learn about the Liberty Bell. You sound like the um in uh oh, what's that show on Netflix that Nick Kroll does? The Kroll uh, Big show? Mouth, Big Mouth. <laughs> good good one, Bill. You sound you sound like the gym teacher in Big Mouth a little bit when you do that. Coach Steve? Yeah, Coach Coach Steve, right, yeah. 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 Well, You're the man, Steve. <laughs> All right. Have, have you have you been to the Liberty Bell? Have you seen it? Have you touched um, it? Of course, you can't touch it. You can't touch you it. Can't touch it. <laughs> I went when I was a very little kid. We went to see it and stood in the whole fucking line and did the whole bullshit. And it's a line. Yeah. It's a fucking line. Yeah. But I've walked past it as an adult, like since I've moved here to Philly. Right. And every time I was just like, "There's the Liberty Bell." Well, that's the thing. You can like do it without actually doing the line. Right. It's it's exposed to. It's like waiting long for a for a really nice painting, but you can see it from a distance anyway. So right. Like, and then ah. I'll just go to Independence Beer Garden and enjoy yourself there yeah. and, and stare at the beautiful lawn and, and Independence Hall, which I actually have not gone inside. Oh, of yet. really? It's yeah. great. It's yeah. a, it's a fantastic tour. That was one of the first tours I did when I moved here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's a good one. And uh, but yeah, the Liberty Bell is was a was a staple of my uh childhood like field school trips, trips. Field yeah because trips, yeah, i've done I did it twice um in elementary school I feel like and, that in the franklin institute it's like that's a that's the same day trip that's what that yep. is but 
to me, Liberty Bell means less American freedom and, and some of the revolution, which is what it was intended to be, and more of a symbol of kind of this city, you know? Yeah. Of Philadelphia, which is weird because it's, again, marketed as a as our revolutionary... Um, yeah, it's marketed as a, thing, a yeah. huge symbol of the revolution, like you said, the revolution and independence and liberty and freedom for all. But in reality, it's it's just the postcard thing for Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah it's one of, and it's all bullshit. Yeah, so fuck the Liberty Bell. I have feelings about it. Everyone in my family has feelings about it. I'm pretty sure, like aligned with yours or against. Yeah, yours? okay. And we're always just like, yeah, fuck it, fuck it. Go to Elfris Alley instead. Go to the Constitution Center. Go to Independence Hall. Oh, the, the New American Revolution Museum. The New American, yeah. yeah. Go Which, to the National Jewish American Museum. Go, yeah. go to the fucking... Go go to all the, the little portrait galleries. I have feelings. We're going to get into it. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get into those those deep-rooted feelings, uh, let's dive into some background on the bell and, yeah. and go through its history. This will also, surprise, will be a, a two-parter. As well, I, I say surprise again because if you look at the heading of the episode, it'll say part one. So <laughs> you've been for for forewarned. You've been forewarned, <laughs> but this will be this will be a you, you a are basically Macbeth greeted by the three witches, being in my Macbeth the form of honor. No, 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 I'm, no. I'm, I'm the, the listener is Macbeth. Right. We are two of the three witches. The third witch is behind you. Oh, oh God! Move slowly. <sighs> don't alert her. She startles easily. <laughs> this is my house, Bill. How did you how do you see this ghost and I don't? Shh. The ghost she's not behind you if she's behind the listener betsy ross's ghost she's everywhere bill and all of us i just can't wait to get some betsy ross inside me <laughs> God. uh all right so let, let's let's uh, let's hit it then um so hey, in, what do you hit why would you hit the bell it's you got a ring damaged it. uh you wouldn't hit the bell no so philly has had a bell a city bell since uh, since it was founded in 1682 mm-hmm. and traditionally bells back then were used to alert the public to um to different messages that, or even give warnings uh, in terms yeah. of like civic dangers. So if there was a fire or a flood or something like that, you know, you would ring the bell. And the original bell was hung from a tree behind the Pennsylvania State House, which is for those of you who don't know, and I didn't before reading this. Uh, it was it was the it's the current Independence Hall that you know and love today, and that Correct. used to be the Pennsylvania State House. Uh, apparently, there's this legend that William Penn brought the pen brought the bell to Philadelphia uh, himself but this isn't this hasn't been confirmed again it's just yeah uh, just it's just one, one of those legends. things like Billy Penn brought it of course he did and like yeah maybe Billy Penn uh, plowed the fields himself and he and he grew all the trees around Philly that I mean obviously Johnny Appleseed but for Philadelphia he, he planted little buckled hats in the ground and upspring <laughs> thousands of Quakers yeah, that's that, fully and he, formed, and he also and already against anyone not Quaker. And he fe- and he fed them Quaker oatmeal every morning. That's, of course, that's what that was. Yep. Uh, so in uh, in 1751, the construction of a bell tower at at the uh, the, the state house or currently Independence Hall, uh, it began, and the civic authorities they they wanted to to basically improve what they had in terms yeah. of their bell. They wanted to get the get a get a newer, better bell just so it could be heard. From a uh, from a farther distance because right. the city was growing and they they had a need for it, and so Speaker of the Pennsylvania Provincial Assembly uh, Isaac Isaac Norris, who I think we've mentioned before on the podcast. Yeah, I think he came up in a couple of the others. Right. He he ordered the colony's uh, London agent 
his name was Robert Charles, he uh, ordered him to obtain a good bell of about 2,000 pounds uh, weight. And so this, uh, this man, Robert Charles, he ordered the bell from Thomas Lester of the London uh, bell founding firm uh, named Lester & Pack, which was changed to uh, Whitechapel Foundry. And he, the cost of it was 150 pounds, 13 pence, and 8 pennies, which uh, equals to about $23,000 today. No, so two, was 23,000 it? pounds. I'm sorry, 23,000 pounds. So that would be around $30,000. I guess Around that? Uh, yeah. I've uh, never I've never been there. You don't have to be there to know what I don't know how it works. You know I can't go there are. since Brexit. Are you a fugitive of we will need visas by the way in a couple of years to go to Europe. There's that. All right. But it won't be considered Europe though, will it? Hmm. I mean Britain what? won't Britain won't be. It's still part of the continent of Europe. Yeah, but not the not for visa travel. You know what I mean? Right, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, so for it wasn't a cheap bell. Thirty thousand dollars, roughly around that, twenty thousand pounds. It's it's a good amount of money, and that also included the actual shipping of it, which I'm sure was a pretty penny. Yeah, and, and, and insurance. And yeah, and covering that aspect of it as well. The bell arrived in August of 1752, uh, but it wasn't tested immediately because they were they were building a uh, a clock for the state house tower. I was gonna say that seems like a gross oversight not to test your brand new fucking bell yeah. right away. Yeah. Um, well, especially I guess they didn't want to cause damage to the clock by ringing it. I don't know why why that would be the cause for it. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean that was a pretty quickish turnaround though. Like they they 1751 they were starting to, to build the the new site and then they uh, yeah they got it this next year. So I feel like that's really expedited for back then. I don't know. That was pretty good, but. But they they did eventually have to test it, and they did and they did so um, by mounting the the bell on a stand. And when the the clapper first struck the side, the uh, the the rim actually cracked. Yep. And the uh, Philly authorities they they tried to return the bell, uh, but the master of the ship that uh, the Havard of the city was uh, was actually unable to take it back for a return trip. So they c- couldn't get on the same sh- on yeah. the same ship back. I would imagine that he took on more cargo while he was there. Mm. And was taking it back yeah, to that's England. My, yeah, likely. But also, like, maybe she said, "Fuck it, not my, not my problem." Hey, I don't have to. I don't have to. Be, deal with this the, bullshit. Be the middleman and get yelled at by my, by my, uh, by my, my initial, my initial shippers. Yeah. But uh, so local bell founders uh, John Pass and John Stowe, uh, they offered to to try and recast the bell, uh, but they weren't. Ex- they were inexperienced in bell casting. But uh, but Pass had headed the the Mount Holly Iron Foundry in New Jersey, and he uh, he came from Malta, which has like a historical yeah. bell casting tradition, and so they had they had at least at least the the sense to try and do it. Uh, Stowe was was only four years out of his apprenticeship as as a brass founder, uh, so again these these guys weren't like the thirty year old yeah or I'm sorry the, the thirty year veterans of, of of like the old timey uh, guys not- sweating his. Livelihood out and just doing it for his whole lifetime. The spirit of, of his like ancestors in the sweat of the foundry. Like, it's not that. They're actors you see on the CW, not on HBO. Oh, that's a good one. We sit on that one today. That was, that's a pretty good one. No, it's just off the top of my head. I, I um, I'm just that fucking I really, clever. I really enjoy that one. Autistas. <laughs> I'm that quick. It's just bam, bam, boom, bang, bing, bam, bimo. Yeah, Bill became an Italian somehow. Just it happened. Yeah, so, you know things go crazy in this mind of mine. <laughs> um, uh, so they they took the bell to, to Stowe's foundry on it was on Second Street actually, 
And what they did was they broke it into small pieces and they melted all those pieces down mm -hmm. and they used that to cast a brand new bell. So they used the same metal, just a brand yeah, new just, formation. Just of it. new casting. And they decided that the, the metal was too brittle and they augmented it by actually adding 10% um, of, of the total weight with copper. Right. So they just made it a little, little, little more fortified, I guess. A little more coppery. A little more coppery. Like a nice, like a nice red ale, a little coppery. <laughs> like a. Uh, like the nice hipster thing that be, that you have at these these fancyish like bars, but they're yeah. they're definitely meant to attract the young hipsters with beards like yeah. Hey, your oh your beard is especially luscious hipstery. today. Why well, it's 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 thick right it's, now. It's, it's very thick right now. I like it's it thick like my gut. <laughs> so th this this new bell it was uh, it was ready by March of uh, of, the, of the following year, seventeen fifty three, uh, and Assembly Speaker Norris. He reported that the lettering was clear on the new bell and uh, then, then the previous one that was cracked. Mm -hmm. And it actually included the, the founders' uh, names in, in that year. Yep. Uh, so I guess uh, I, I guess they did end up doing a good thing by getting their name on a, on a significant American icon. I mean, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Uh, so city officials, they, they scheduled a public celebration uh, to commemorate the, uh, the, the actual testing of this new thing. So I think... I think um, I think we should do more of this stuff, like big public Fuck celebrations. Yeah. We don't do enough of these like public festival things for like for trying like, out the new sewer system, or, right? You know, like, <laughs> Especially with free food and drink, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they gave they gave them they gave them the my drink. I'm assuming it was like heavy drink, not like I'm assuming lemonade. it was like ales, yeah, and beers and ciders and cordials, maybe. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, we but, should bring this. We should bring this back. But they, again, this was all to test the bell. Right. So the bell didn't break, but it, it produced a uh, really not pleasant sound, described actually as a horrible sound. It was a, it was described as uh, two coal scuttles just being banged together, and that's that's how one attendee described it. Yeah. Have you ever, heard, like, do you have any experience with a coal scuttle? No. Huh. They make a horrible sound. Yeah? Yeah. So two of them together, it's just like... You know that horrible clash of metal on metal that mm. echoes, but really aggressively, like like um like those like big big sheets of metal, yeah, that you just kind of together, yeah, like a construction site basically, yeah, 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 not not a plus, especially when you're out there trying to celebrate and, and yeah and and recognize this this new this, this new, new piece this new bell and everything. So the crowd actually, and this is why I love. Philadelphia. Our, our, our people here. They actually started mocking past and style, and they uh, they they hustled the bell out of there, and they, they tried to basically do the job all over. And they, they, yeah. they, they tried to recast it. Uh, so they they represented again just a couple months later in June of that year, and they it's quoted as the sound you know being better. Yeah. But Norris didn't like it personally, so they um they just they just had to deal with it, I guess. But, yeah, he was just kind of like, God damn it. But so thir three times they had to re redo yeah. this redo this bell, which is interesting to me. Uh, the bell was hung in the steeple of State House um, that same month in June, and you know a lot of a lot of people speculate on why the the bell had such a difficult time, you know, sounding the, the you know in terms of it being had to be rebuilt a couple times and yeah. sounding poorly. Uh, the Whitechapel Foundry they argued that the the bell was either damaged when it was shipped from England. Uh, or it was broken by an, by an inexperienced bell ringer who uh, actually instead of hitting the body of the bell hit the hit the rim. Yeah. So that that might be because there's not as strong on the rim. Exactly right. And it's, it's not going to make the 
make the right reverberation. Yeah. Um, and, but later analysis of the bell actually found that there were uh, multiple errors in the casting and then, again, the recasting of the bell. Uh, so it was flawed before it was even hit. Yeah. So, so in it, its DNA, it, was, it wasn't going to be... So Whitechapel fucked up. Well, uh, not according to Whitechapel, but yeah. Goddamn they, Brits fucked us, honest us. Fucked us. Yeah. They, they uh, just sat there in their ivory towers going, The Colonials will never know. Hmm. Yes, quite these silly little country bumpkins will have our flawed pieces and they will fail. We're just gonna pee on it. We're just gonna we're just gonna pee on it. Take that cl- like like a <laughs> like like a really Jesus. angry chef that pees in a stew at the end of his shift. It's actually like, how they cool the metal off after it's put through the foundry. <laughs> you have to Quench it. You know, if Bill, if you would have written that into the notes, I probably would have said it out loud and then thought about it and just be like, Bill, thoughts on this? <laughs> I would have said it's the same as yeah. olive oil for quenching a blade. What I'm, what I'm uh, implying to everyone is that we may be lying to you and you will never know. I mean, you could just look things up yourselves, but don't. <laughs> yeah, then we'd be out of a job. They're Americans. They won't do it. They're lazy. <laughs> Um, I don't know why I'm coming at our listeners so hard today. Yeah, take that, listeners. We love you. Uh, so let's support me. Let's talk about the inscription of the uh, of the bell itself. So the assembly commissioned uh, this inscription: uh, "Proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof." Leviticus uh, twenty five five ten. Yeah, that that is. Are wonderful. And by the order of the assembly of the province of Pennsylvania. For the state house in Philadelphia, although I think it's not probably spelled in the actual inscription. It's yeah, it's just P H I L A D A. Right, uh, Philada, <laughs> pass and style Philada, and then the year 1773. Uh, yeah. Excuse me, seventeen fifty three. Seventeen fifty three. Um, but yeah, so it's things aren't spelled the way they should be. But uh, it was actually accepted at this point. It was used actually by Ham- Alexander Hamilton uh, in eighteen in seventeen eighty seven. Uh, actually on the signature page of the U.S. Constitution. Right, and that's specifically for Pennsylvania, which right. had one en- has one N right. instead of two. Right, right. Yeah. N is in Nancy. One N is in Nancy. P-E-N-Sylvania. <laughs> it's an odd, it feels odd. Yeah, uh, it's, well, I'm just, I, I'm partly just thinking that they, they went through so much trouble recasting and, and going through that, they're like, we're not going to do this again. It's already in there. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to bother. Uh, and like, it was, it, it was accepted too, right. so... I would have also been like, fuck, if it's good enough for Alexander Hamilton, it's good enough for me. Oh, also, it was 1753. The Constitution wasn't written yet, so wait, fuck wait, me, I'm an idiot. Wait, wait, 30 years before that, yeah. yeah. But you know what? It's okay. It's a weekday. Yeah. You, the listener, doesn't know this, but this is this is us after a long day of work, so we're melting. Like the melting pot. You can take your date for fondue. For fondue. Fondue. Yep. Fondue. Melting pot's great. Makes me happy. I've never been. Really? No. I don't do fun things. The, the gimmick is worth it, Bill. You get the, Somebody you get the... else recently told me that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I swear to God, Zach did. Oh, well, the, the gimmick's worth it? Yeah. That's, huh, maybe that's our new slogan, sub- subliminally. Melody <laughs> <laughs> uh... pot's in your mind. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's no Olive Garden. <laughs> Olive Garden is, is the place to be. Right, because, you know, like, I can get fun be? anywhere, but I can't get family anywhere. That's, that's, where, that's, where, that's where family meets. Yeah. That's where our family is. It is our family. Yeah. 
That's why I take my big screen TV. I sit down and I take off my pants and I just sit down and I say, what are you doing, sir? I said, well, I'm here. I'm with my family. I should be comfortable. And then I say, you're right. Never any breadsticks again. See you're back for your weekly visit. Um, uh, you know, I wish, I wish there was a, like a, a Burger King right here right now. Yes. But I was going to say there was a nice Olive Garden overlooking the Liberty Bell. I would shit. Like a, and not in a never, good way. I would never leave. Not in a good way. Uh, but There's uh, already enough stuff down in there that's <laughs> questionable. We'll, we'll, we'll talk like about... Like the Wells Fargo Museum. Yeah. The Bourse. I mean, the Bourse is fine. That's at least historic. Hmm. Why is the Wells Fargo Museum in Philadelphia? Well, they have multiple, but... But it should be in, like, Denver or something, right? They have they have multiple ones. Or San I've never been San Francisco, they, they rejected me for an interview, so I said... After a phone interview, so I said, I'll never attend your free museum. <laughs> Take that, rejectees. Yeah, mean, rejectors. Mean I'm the rejectee. Who don't know what what they're looking at? Don't know look value. Look me in the eyes and tell me no. Hit him in the face. Look me in my different colored eyes and tell me no. <laughs> uh, well, fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Just yeah. like Norris said, fuck the bell. I like that transition. <laughs> Perfect transition. Hit it, Bill. Because. <laughs> um. Because Norris really hated it. Hmm. And he actually had Charles, the agent in London, order a second one. And he tried to have Lester and Pack take back the first bell. And credit the value of the medal towards the bill. They did not accept this arrangement. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty shitty arrangement for them. Like, here, you you pay for this. You fucked up. I don't want it. <laughs> I mean, he's did, not they wrong. They did fuck up. They did fuck up. Like, I would have been pissed off to him. Like, you fucking dicks. We ordered a bell and it lost them $30,000. Yeah. Eat my right, dick. like that's what was it? What were you gonna say? Gonna eat my dick, <laughs> eat my ass, eat my asshole. <laughs> but um, I'm JP. Suck my dick. <laughs> but they they ended up keeping both, though, right? Yeah, they did. So in 1754, the assembly decided to keep both bells, and the new one was attached to the tower clock. Uh, the sem- the assembly then voted to have the old bell devoted to such uses as this house may hereafter appoint. Which is like a nice way of saying like I guess we, fucking know, we've man. got it. We might as well use it. Uh, um, we'll so, figure it out later. Fuck it. <laughs> pretty much. So in the early years, it was pretty much only used to summon the assembly. Though it was wrong in 1760 to mark the accession of George III to the throne. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Considering our that it's the bell Liberty of, bell. bell of Liberty. Hear ye, hear ye. Our British overlord has ascended the throne. Bring this is why I say it's all. That's what it sounds like. Bling, all bling, fucking bling. bunk. Because if it were true, the Liberty Bell, it would have said wrong to my accession to the throne of Philadelphia. No, if you would, if you would to Gritty's accession to the throne of Philadelphia. If it was a true American icon, if it was rung on that occasion, it would just make a fart sound. That's what it would right. happen. That's right. what it should if it was a real Philly, Philly, Philly. <laughs> Real phallic. Really, if it was a real phallic, it was a real thing. phallic thing. If it was a real Philly icon, it would have rung out with the sound of, Hey, you fucking idiot! Get your goddamn John out of here! You don't know fucking shit! <laughs> you fucking oh, asshole. Am I wrong? Mimi the fucking Wawa. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Georgie. Hold, hold me back. I'm going to kick this guy's ass. <laughs> oh, man. Mimi you know, outside my, of Pats and Geno's, you fuck. You know, my... 
my Philly accent gets it's really bad when I think about it when I try to do one. But when I'm just speaking, I'll say like toast and like, you know, and <laughs> Order. It's, it just comes out. I'm, but gonna, I'm gonna drop this guy in the fucking scoop. He'll be choking on the water. So I was like trying to think like, all right, do a Philly accent, man. I just I clammed up and I did like a generic like. I don't like, even know Northeast. what I was doing. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was Philly. Yeah, man. It's, I it's, dropped John into a sentence the other day. I was like, "Fuck, I've been here for almost five <laughs> years, huh?" Uh, you feel it. You feel it. Um, but it was also used by a local congregation that used the state house for services while their church was being constructed, and they used it to summon worshippers to service because these goddamn sinners couldn't be on time. Well, I was gonna say separation church and state. What's up? Yeah, right. Even though it's not really seventeen well, fifties and sixties, and it's also technically not a, a uh, well, it's not it's, a thing yet. Well, no, I was gonna say it's it's a it's a federal uh, uh, park, but it's not really it's a not. It's, it's not a federal it's not a legal thing. It's just a fucking bell. So, yeah, yeah. It's just a fucking bell, guys. <laughs> exactly, it's just a fucking bell. I hate it so much. <laughs> when, you just, when you say it like that, it's like whoa. It's just, like, a, fucking it's just, bell, just a fucking dude. bell, dude. Speaking of the fucking bell, it was used also used to summon people to public meetings, and in 1772. A group of citizens complained to the assembly that the bell was being rung too frequently. <laughs> which means it probably sounded like shit still. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious. Despite persistent legends, the Liberty Bell was actually not rung on July 4th, 1776. It's for bullshit. any reasons connected to independence. Yeah, it might have rung for other things, but nothing to independence. It's not bullshit. It's historical fact. I'll kill you. No, I'm just saying that like... No, I believe you. I'm just saying that... I've been lied to my whole life. Exactly. And we'll format. get into why and who started that lie. Right. right. But I mean, I, I, and I actually remember this from, 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 from college. Going. But oh. no, I was going to say from college that like nothing was made public on independence yeah, on, no. on July 4th. They Not all kind of sat around and were like, shit, what no did one, we just do? Yeah. Like we need a PR team. People need to know about this. Yeah. You know, so like, it happened later in the week, right? July 8th, 1776 was when they actually made a public proclamation regarding independence and bells were wrong on the 8th and most historians were like yeah it probably was wrong because people were drunk and excited and like let's go and they rung all and, the bells and they, they rang it every couple days anyway right so. so it's it's a there's also a chance though that it wasn't wrong because the uh, state house bell tower was in really poor condition oh yeah so it was kind of like dangerous to be up in there um, ringing a 2,000-pound bell in a yeah. not entirely sturdy structure. Yeah, that's true. Although, if, if anything tells me about Philadelphians and Americans in general, after the Super Bowl parade and at the Super Bowl you know, thing, I, I can totally see yeah. people climbing a, climbing a tower and ringing independence. If you can eat horse poop, you can bring a 2,000-bell tower in a, true. In, a, in a rickety building. So, <laughs> if it was wrong, it was like, likely would have been wrong by Andrew McNair, um, he was the doorkeeper for both the Assembly and the Continental Congress, mm. and it was his responsibility to ring the bell, but he was absent on two unspecified days between April and November, so it could have been rung by William Hurry. That was like it was like those two days. Right? <laughs> and uh, Hurry succeeded him as doorkeeper for Congress. Okay. Gotcha, but yeah, gotcha. like, could you imagine just like not being there? Is it is that the equivalent of the person who yells out, and here's the speaker. Yeah, pretty the, much. Or here's the president. He, he's the, it's a kind of secretarial position, right? Like a catch-all secretarial position. Or I don't even know if secretarial is the right word. No, because he would not be. That would be the speaker. 
as doorkeeper, he's literally just there to announce and, and make sure everyone's in their it's, place. It's like getting people their Seated. drinks, their food, their their creature comforts, also supplies. Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, kind of kind of a servant position. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, uh, but let's talk about let's talk about some some uh, some really really important Philadelphians. Not Phil, he's a Virginian. He's a but Virginian. Really important. Americans. Americans. There we go. Not everything revolves around Filiani. Not, not everything. Honey! All right? <laughs> you alright No! <laughs> you shit! Not everything revolves around Philly, honey. Jesus. No, no, I said Ani, my name. Oh, I thought you said honey. I thought you were saying it to me. Because no. that's fucking hilarious. Not everything revolves around Philly, honey. No. If it, first off, I would say hun, like any true, yeah, Phil, like, yeah, true right. Philly hag. Like you would say hun, all right? So. Oh, fuck me, dude. So anyway, when Washington was defeated at the Battle of Brandywine on September 11th, 1777, always a bad day for America. <laughs> Never, yeah, never God. forget. I don't know why I, I did. I just assumed you'd keep reading, but I didn't think you'd make a mark on that. <laughs> why would I not? Fair enough. Your bill. Yep. Um, Philly was left defenseless, and citizens feared that the city would be attacked, and bells would be taken to be recast as munitions. Hmm. So the bell was removed from the tower and sent by a heavily guarded wagon train to Bethlehem, and subsequent subsequently taken to Zion German Reform Church. In Northampton Town, which was later Allentown. Hmm. And then the bell was placed under the church floorboards to hide it from the British. So, I'm... Like sh- cocaine. Jesus. <laughs> Just like cocaine. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I uh. wouldn't do drugs. <laughs> sorry, Bill, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, there's probably a story about it being taken out of the city at this point. People were probably like, it's because it was the bell that rang independence. But right. in reality, and it was just a bell because like, every bell was right. Like we got to get these fucking out of here because they're going to use them against us for weapons. Could you imagine if in an alternate universe where the Liberty Bell becomes like munitions against us? Amazing. It's terrible. I fucked up. God, Amazing. It's, it's so bad. It's, what, it's like what narrative, what a narrative, what poetic turnaround. It's like if the Russians used like the, uh, the Statue of Independence's, uh, excuse like, me, the what? Statue of Liberty, Independence, <laughs> what I'm saying. The, st- the Statue of Liberty's like crown as like missiles. It's the like, same equivalent. Yep. It's amazing. I thought you would enjoy that one more, Bill. I just, the image is in, in my head now. The Independence just like, really I mean, the Ghostbusters used there. it to fight the, oh fuck, which one did they fight? that the statue of liberty yeah it's in ghostbusters 2 it's really bad i haven't seen ghostbusters 2 Don't. So i haven't seen that yeah but they mm-hmm. get in the statue of liberty and use it they it's like possessed as a ghost or some shit by a ghost and they use it to fight a giant ghost it's not good you know it's a shame that sounds promising yeah you think right yeah not yeah. great yeah but anyway yeah it was probably like you said just something that every single bell had, had to go, go through and it, that yeah so it was returned to philly then in june 1778 and that was after the british military left Mm. And since the state house steeple was in poor condition, it was actually later torn down and later restored. Uh, the bell was placed in storage and wasn't mounted again until 1785. Let's be clear. No one gave a shit about this bell for the longest <laughs> fucking time. I just want to be clear about Bill's this. Heated about this but yeah, this is true. I mean, when you, when you look at that in those, in those terms, it's, uh, it's a propaganda tool. Yeah. Anyway. Which, like, eh, we'll talk about it. The bell was then later placed on the upper floor of the state house, and it was used for a couple different reasons. Um, these included, but weren't limited to, Fourth of July celebrations, Washington's birthday, uh, election day to remind voters to hand in their ballots, 
to call students at UPenn to their classes at Philosophical Hall, <laughs> to and to bring legislators to session until 1799, when the state capital was moved to Lancaster. Yeah, the, the, the pen one made me made me chuckle a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's just imagining a bunch of a bunch of drunken uh, frat boys, co- college kids back in the 1700s, going, ah, oh, there's the Liberty Bell. I gotta go fucking math class. I mean, it was just the bell. <laughs> there. There was the Liberty Bell all the time. Bill, get, shit, get you're right. right. Fuck get me right. right. Get it right, Bill. It's even. It's usually even called the Pass and Stow Bell. Yeah, because that's who made it. Yeah. yeah. But the Commonwealth was actually going to sell and tear down the state house and the land that surrounded it for building lots. Mm-hmm. And the city instead purchased the land and the building for $70,000, which is equal to $1,033,392 in today's money. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money, and, and again, to be clear, that's the state house is in Independence Hall. Hall. Yeah, that could you, that sucks if that if that would have gotten torn down because it's it's a beautiful structure. Oh, it's gorgeous, and but I also get like where the city or the state was coming from. Yeah, you know, let's tear it down and build a new one like they did with the Yankee Stadium. They fucked up, man. I don't care. Fuck the Yankees. State Capitol is a beautiful building in Harrisburg, fine city, fine. Yes, I, I, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about the Independence Hall of. of they're both beautiful. They're yeah, they put their. I get why they tore it down. We're we're gonna tear it down though. Well, I I, I, see, I see. Yeah, I was like, what, why was the comparison there? No, the comparison I, yeah, is. I, just I got that They're both I'm pretty. A, I'm a fool. Yeah, I'm a fool. But anyway, moving on. In 1828, the city sold the second Lester and Pack Bell to St. Augustine's Roman Catholic Church. That was that's the second one that they right, really right. got back. The one that got commissioned. Yeah, and the church was actually burned down it by an anti-Catholic mob during the Philadelphia Nativ- Nativist riots of 1844, which we definitely have to do something on them. Mm. Then my interest has been peaked. Good, peaked like a mountain. Mobs are great, man. I love mobs. Pretty dope. I think those are like the sailors, sailor riots, especially flash mobs. But the. <laughs> Flash Gordon Bob's, yeah, they're my favorite. Oh, yep, yep, yep. We all get together. We we all just make Flash Gordon quotes. <laughs> it's pretty beautiful. Look, like you turn you turn my snide comment against me. I like it. I appreciate That's what it. I do. <laughs> uh, but the bells remains the the second bells remains were recast, and the bell is actually now located at Villanova. So uh, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Go cats. Yeah, that's cool. I've heard it wrong. Have you seen it? Oh, it's actually still in use. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I believe you there. No. I, it might be. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I would actually probably it, it is like Bell's last. Yeah. So yeah. it's probably still in use, um, or just displayed somewhere. But it's definitely not like. In. Was was that one cracked too, Bill? No, it was a much that better is, Bell. That is not important. Yeah, it's it is funny when you think of like an important American symbol. It's flawed and it's cracked broken. and it's broken. Yeah, like our government. Histori- now. Historians have made. Uh, I can't remember her name, but there's she works for the net or worked. I don't know if she still does for the National Park Service, but she made a comment in a like pamphlet about or a little more than an essay rather um, about it being cracked and representing democracy, like not always perfect, but still unbroken, like or unshattered or something like that. And I was like, oh yeah, nice little poetic bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. And it's funny to, to remember because like. Because we're going to touch on this in like just a second, but at this point it wasn't cracked; it was fixed, right? Correct. Yeah. So it's just, so it was cracked initially, they fixed, and then 
obviously, spoiler alert, it's fucking cracked now, too. You know, it's just right. hilarious to me. Like, so, it fucked up so bad. Jumping off of that, sometime between 1817 and 1846, the bell was cracked, but the cause is unknown. We don't know what the fuck happened to this thing. <laughs> so during that time, it was mentioned in a number of newspaper articles, and no mentions of a crack occurred until 1846. In February 1846, the public ledger reported that the bell was rung on February 23rd, 1846, in celebration of Washington's birthday. It was rung on the 23rd as the 22nd fell on the Sunday, so the celebration happened the next day. I don't know why this is important. I, I included it because it felt important when I was doing the notes. Hmm. But in reality, it's just one of those things that like historians care about. Right. <laughs> so we can like identify exactly when it happened. I mean, it's, it's always good to have a frame of reference and all that. But they reported that the bell had long been cracked, but that the sides were filed so it was un- so it was usable. They also reported that around noon it was discovered that the crack had widened and that the old independence bell now hangs in the great city steeple irreparably cracked and forever dumb. I like that. I do too, actually. Poetic. It's pretty good. Uh, the most common story about the cracking of the bell is that it happened when the bell was rung for the 1835 death of Chief Justice of the U.S., John Marshall. Hmm. The story originated in 1876 when the volunteer curator of Independence Hall, Colonel Frank Edding, claimed he had heard, he had the truth of the story. Um, there's little to no proof to support his claims, but it is one of the most widely accepted stories and is taught to many. So, like, we don't fucking know. Nobody fucking knows. This guy was just like, yeah, I fucking know what happened. They, they rang it for John Marshall and it fucking cracked. Like, we don't fucking know. The newspaper is like, well, it's been cracked for years. The sides are filed to make it sound better. But they don't fucking know. Nobody fucking knows, Anastas. Between 1817 and 1846, that's a 29-year period of time. It's not like they didn't have... That's older than I am. (laughs) I mean, it's not like they don't have, like, bookkeeping methods and and there's newspapers and, you know, journalism back then. So people could keep track of this stuff. Nobody gave a shit about the bell. Exactly. (laughs) That's the key there. No one really cared about it. It's a fucking bell. Yeah. Um, there were other claims, though, right, in terms of, like, damage yeah, so that it, are of note? Some of the claims are it was damaged while welcoming Lafayette on his return through the U.S. in 1824. That would be Marquis de Lafayette. Marquis de Lafayette, yep. Um, he was, I don't, I don't know how much people know about Marquis de Lafayette. I'm assuming most of our listeners do, being the smart, educated, beautiful people that you are. But he helped train uh, U.S., or I guess, than colonial Colonial, soldiers um, during the revolution. It was also claimed that it was cracked announcing the passing of the British Catholic Relief Act in 1829, uh, that a group of boys were invited to ring the bell and damaged it by accident. I hope it's that one. That'd be amazing. Because that is the most Philadelphia thing in the world, is it not? Uh, It's it's like It's Always Sunny. Right. That that, that crew. (laughs) That'd be amazing. Oh my God. Um, historian David Kimball wrote the story of the Liberty Bell in 1989 for the National Park Service, and he argued it was likely cracked between 1841 and 45 on the 4th of July or on Washington's birthday. Those are probably the, the most mm-hmm. likely because those, you know, people get hyped up for those. Right. But. Yeah, that would that make sense. Yeah. The Passam Stowe Bell was first called the Liberty Bell in the New York Anti-Slavery Society's journal Anti-Slavery Record. And this was an 1835 piece, The Liberty Bell. Hmm. Uh, the journal actually castigated Philadelphians for not doing more for abolition. And in 1837, their journal, Liberty, featured an image of the bell on its cover with the words, Proclaim Liberty. In 1839, Boston's Friends of Liberty, also an abolitionist group, titled their journal, The Liberty Bell. They can't claim that. 
They fucking claim everything. Goddamn Boston. Why are there... They're, how many songs are there about Boston? Shipping up to Boston? I think that's it. Good. That's all they fucking get. <laughs> it's not even a good song. The opening's pretty dope. The rest of it's pretty garbage. Dropkick Murphys are bad. I'm going to say it. Bill with the hot takes They're today. a fucking faux Irish bullshit band. <laughs> you don't get to claim to be Irish just because you're, you're from Boston. That's not how it fucking works. You're from Ireland, you're Irish. Mm. I don't actually say I'm Danish. I say I'm Danish-American. And then even then, I actually say I'm American because it's fucking stupid to say Danish-American because <laughs> I'm a goddamn mix of a, t- a ton of northern, oh, northwestern man. European things. So you know what, Boston? Kiss my fat white ass. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> no, it is It is uh, very Boston to do, to try to clean that. Um, Fucking jackasses. John Adams is the only good thing you ever gave America. <laughs> and, but, and Sam. But it was, re- but it was re- they, they kept doubling down on, on, on the connection with Boston, though, too, right? Yeah. In 1839, William Lloyd Garrison's anti-slavery publication, The Liberator, uh, reprinted a Boston abolitionist pamphlet containing a poem called The Liberty Bell. And it noted that at that time, despite its inscription, the bell did not proclaim liberty to all inhabitants of the land. All right, fair. So they're, they're using to That's make a good. Point, make a point about abolitionism the state of is good. I'll give that to you, fucking New England, Boston. You can still kiss my ass. You're the most racist park in America. Mm. Yes, yes, they are. Yes, it is. Yeah, um, and they're low key proud about it too. They are. Yeah. Fucking. Jackass, garbage people. I'm uh, all fired up about Boston. So I, I think I think that'll be about it for this. Lobster rolls aren't even that good. <laughs> Lobster rolls are great, and I that's know, not. Shut I up. don't even quit it with the boss. That's, that's more main. of a main thing, but um, but they'll claim that too because they're New England. Of course they will. But yeah. I think that about those are for tried to secede from the Union. I'm just gonna say it. Massachusetts, the whole new new all of New England during 1812. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fucking didn't know that, did you? No. Yeah. Masters in history, bitches. I don't mean bitch as like a pejorative for, for women. It's just everyone, you know. Boston. Boston. Yeah. It's just um, a funny word. Bill's, Bill's fired up. Uh, Liberty Bell gets me fucking going. I also have to say, this is this is a total aside, and you as a listener will never know this, but we when we started, there was light in the room. We are now in darkness. And now it's complete darkness, except so, for the glow of our phones while the, we're reading notes. The outside now looks like the inside of my soul. Yeah, it's very dark outside, and I'm, uh, I'm worried Bill's going Bill's to hurt me. It's uh, true. He turned into a werewolf or something, but the White Walkers are coming. Yes, yeah. I stopped watching that show a while ago. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not a we're not a Game of Thrones podcast. Not that's not what we do. I am a Game of Thrones person. <laughs> um, but you want you want to give us a, a good town name? The best. I give a good good town name. I've got Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, PA. Like Wisconsin, but in Pennsylvania. Like, yep. So you know how there's like an Athens, Georgia, so, Paris, um, I don't remember where. It's a small community in Lackawanna County. Mm. I don't know when it was founded, but it's like small because there's nothing on its Wikipedia page. Yeah. Well, um, I, I bet they don't make beer there, huh? Mm. No, but it might also mean the good land. <laughs> oh, that's that too. Yeah. Also, Milwaukee is like super racist too. Have you yeah. heard about the stories about the, the Bucks players? Like, yeah, it's pretty pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. Like not like Philly doesn't have its racism issues because God knows it does. Oh, we're perfect. You're right. So yeah. Fuck me, I'm a fool. Yeah, I mean we we totally you know bombed a whole community. The move bombings. Right. Gotta do an episode <laughs> on that. That's uh, we have a history too, but yeah, everybody uh, does. But it's way more fun to to pick up Boston and make fun of that. Yeah, fuck Boston. Yeah. 
Um, Sam but, Adams isn't even that great. Give me other <laughs> beers. Give me yards. Sam Adams is pretty good. I enjoy Sam Adams. Shut up. Yards and victory and that's it. <laughs> Only um, Yingling. No, Sam Adams is pretty good. Yeah. But, all right. Um, um, yeah, you you want our social media? Yeah, let's run through that. Um, you can find us at Uncom. I mean, did you have anything else about Milwaukee? No, I was, I was just going to say that um, Milwaukee is... Well, again, you have like towns that are named after really famous cities outside of the region, you know? Yeah. And it's really amusing to me that... Like Cleveland. Milwaukee exists outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. But... I'm sure it was named after. It's probably for the good land, exactly. Uh, and I, oh, yeah. which is an Algonquin term. Yeah, so that that makes a lot uh, of sense. Milwaukee. Mil- is that from Wayne's World? Yeah, there's two Wayne's World references in the last couple of weeks, right? Well, Wayne's World's the peak of comedy on. That's why I would end up referencing <laughs> it every chance I get. Oh, that's um, good. It's Alice Cooper. Oh, what is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just look at that again. <laughs> Um, but it, there's also a claim that it might have been for a mill that was there, but that sounds very... It seems like a stretch. Yeah. yeah. Especially the Algonquin the mill right. ends up. Which, it's interesting if it was an Algonquin word, because this was traditionally Delaware, Lenape, and Iroquois land. Right, right. Or Iroquois or Iroquois, whichever you... I vacillate between the two. I'm not sure what's right, but yeah, I, I uh... Yeah, it doesn't, that, that is kind of a question mark on that. But Yeah, so, but it's not like there weren't settlements and stuff. And, and you know, Huron were known to come into the area and they're part of the Algonquin nations. So, to name a, a town in, like, enemy territory after the, after the other town, it's kind of a dick move, I guess. Yeah, but, <laughs> but if the settlers named it like they don't fucking know. that's what i mean like it's a bit of a dick move on the settlers yeah. part but yeah, yeah whatever it's fucking stupid run through those uh, those uh socials the socials all right you can find us on facebook uncommonwealth podcast on twitter at uncommonwealth p at instagram at uncommonwealth podcast you can email us at uncommonwealth podcast at gmail.com you can Get a little handbell like you're in the church choir and doing Carol of the Bells, and you can crack it, and we will hear the horrendous sound it produces, and we will know that you have a question for us. And, and you will be just as legitimate as the actual Liberty Bell. That's right. You can call it your Liberty Bell. Bill's Bell. No, let's not call it that. It's Bell. Bill's Bell. Yeah, sure. Jim mm-hmm. Bell. We'll, 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 we'll uh... We'll that's, talk more that's, about that's for Thomas. We'll talk more about the Liberty Bell uh, next episode. But I, I also want to end this this last message. It looks a little bit like a penis. Do you think everything looks like a, a little penis? bit, a little bit like a penis? You have a phallus obsession. We'll we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Right, this has been Honest House. This has been Bill. We've been the Uncommon Podcast. Liberty Bell. It looks like a penis, man. It's bullshit.